We are live. Welcome everyone to the EOS Fireside Chat for September 14th. For those of you who are new here, EOS is a layer one smart contract network that is governed by its community. It's the only crypto network that has had a foundation emerge organically from within the community years after launch. And it's on pace for an epic narrative rehearsal and one of the greatest crypto comeback stories of all time. EOS is currently priced at $1.43 and sits at number 42 in the CoinGecko crypto rankings by market cap. My name is Stefan. I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation. We're currently the number one ranked block producer on EOS and I'm happy and honored uh, to be your host for today. So thank you for joining. Uh, special shout out to all of you live with us in Discord, uh, jumping on the live chat with me. We appreciate it. Um, we've also got people listening live or the recording on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are in the world. Thanks for being part of the EOS community and thanks for joining us today. Today, of course, we will be talking about EOS, but also talking about the Antelope ecosystem. Antelope is the new name for the blockchain software that powers blockchain networks such as EOS, Telos, Wax, UTX, and others. Here we go. All right, so um, on the agenda today, we've got a few nice topics to discuss. The upcoming EOS Independence Day, what is that? What does that mean? We'll be talking about it. That's going down in one week exactly, actually. Uh, there was big news at the end of last week with the OCI and ENF long-term partnership agreement. Uh, we'll be talking a bit about inter-blockchain communication today. Uh, some small updates from the Pomelo team. Of course, today we have the Trust EVM GameFi Hackathon Demo Day. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, we noticed there's a new EOS DAP on the PS5, so that's pretty cool. Um, but before we get started, before we jump into all of those great topics, uh, I've got a little bit of housekeeping to do before then. Uh, so reminder guys, when you join us on mic, we absolutely love it. If you're here to ask a question, if you're here to say hi, if you're here to share an update about your project, we absolutely love it when you, uh, when you join the conversation. Remember to say your name and maybe the team or company you work with when you jump on so everyone knows what's up. For everyone that's joining on Discord as well, we of course have our pop tokens giveaway that we're doing every week. So you can head on over to the pop bot chat to claim yours. Last week, we had our August raffle for those who accumulated an entry ticket. We had 49 entries. We had 25 prizes of 10 EOS each, but everyone um, got a little something, either one of these prizes or some spicy, uh, some party cracker NFTs. Um, and also, final item here, road to 10K promotion for our EOS community Discord server here. We're up to over 5,400 members and there's still plenty of time for people to create their own personal invite link, share that with some friends, get some people into our server and earn some prizes every time we reach a new 1,000 member milestone. All right. So let's get into us some of the topics for today. I see we've got a lot of people already in Discord, over 55 people. That's awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Um, EOS Independence Day, what is this? What does it mean? What's happening? What do I have to do as a user? What do I have to do as a, as a node operator, maybe? Um, hopefully, if you're a node operator, you're kind of already aware of what's going on. If you're not, uh, definitely reach out to... 
Uh, y'all support uh, among other people in the community that can help out. Um, but for those of you new here to the community, wondering what this EOS Independence Day is all about, basically uh, next week marks um, a consensus upgrade for the network where the community is going to be now using software moving forward that it owns itself as opposed to uh, the EOSIO software, which was uh, developed by Block One, which has been since ejected from the community. Um, so real quickly here, um, as many of you will know, representatives of many blockchains that are built on the EOSIO software, which is now called Antelope, um, came together earlier in the year, formed a coalition to better uh, manage the software that they all use. And so with the consensus of their respective chains, the new coalition funded the development of network upgrades and long requested features through collaboration and strategic investment. So the Leap version 3.1 upgrade that we're talking about for next week, uh, it incorporates these upgrades into the first independently controlled release of EOS this core software. And this represents a rapid acceleration in core development on EOS. So it's a pretty big, it's a pretty big deal. Um, there's actually been 31 weekly meetings where block producers, DAP developers, node operators, and basically anyone interested in this process can uh, attend to know what's going on to be ready for next week upgrade. Uh, at this time, the block producers or these calls are now uh, happening daily. So it, starting a few days ago, uh, block producers are gathering on these go no-go calls every day to evaluate the network's readiness for the upgrade and of course work out any bugs or complications that may arise before the EOS Independence Day of September 21, 21st of next week. So this process is very similar to when the last consensus upgrade on EOS was executed, which was for EOSIO version 1.8 upgrade on September 23rd, 2019. So exactly three years later, or almost exactly three years later, we'll be now up doing another upgrade now to the community-owned uh, software. So big Big round of applause to, to everyone who has been part of the EOSIO coalition, which is now the Antelope Coalition. Uh, it's been great to seeing the collaboration between all these networks. We've all been fairly close to each other in the crypto space over the years, but in these recent in these recent months, it's been really nice to see the communities come to come together even more uh, as we uh, you know all work together towards this release. Um, so yeah, so at this time, if uh, if anyone here has some extra comments to make, maybe some more technical, technically oriented people um, want to share some uh, final heads up, some final messages uh, for the community, uh, now would be a good time to jump in and say hi. I think 10 minutes of me talking straight is that is enough. We need some other people here on the show. Well, we did have some uh, some nice commentary this week from uh, 
from the EAS Network Foundation on Twitter, for example. I'm going to share uh, share some tweets here in the stream chat. Um, speaking of stream chat, we're going to server mute someone. Speaking of stream chat, um, you know, we're sharing this stream chat uh, live on YouTube, on Twitter, etc. So feel free to post some EOS memes in there, post some links to the topics that we're discussing. Uh, let's make that stream chat lively and visually appealing for everyone that's watching. Um, so I just shared here the tweet from uh, a few days ago from the ENF saying the EOS consensus upgrade is nine days away. As a hard fork, all nodes must upgrade to the Antelope IO Leap 3.1 prior to the EOS Independence Day on September 21st to stay in sync with the network. And then you can listen to a clip from last week's Fireside where Daniel kind of goes over some of the details and what this means uh, for the network. Um, also, uh, the network EOS Network Foundation tweeted out this week um, to catch up on the latest Antelope Coalition video. Uh, so these coalition videos feature representative from EOS, Telos, Wax, and UTX, like I mentioned, that are all working together to, to uh, improve Antelope, improve the software we're using. This week's topics, kind of some fire topics on the Antelope Coalition video. We've got requests for proposals, software development kits, inter-blockchain communication, secure smart contract libraries, system contracts, and more. So definitely a lot of exciting work uh, going on here in the Antelope Coalition, and a lot of it uh, will be activated on the network next week. Um, if you want to watch that video, uh, you can find it in that tweet, and I'll even link it in the stream chat as well. fine doing a two-hour monologue if that's what you guys want uh but i but i think it'd be it'd be more interesting if we if we had some some other people sharing their thoughts and, and feelings about this this big day eos independence day um anyone planning parties uh i know we we kind of are on our on the dot gems team uh, a lot of a lot of uh, our team is going to be at web3 vision in germany for um for a marketing and NFT conference on September 21st, which is the EOS Independence Day, so we'll we'll be we'll be out there spreading the good word to, at that conference, um, and I'm sure it's going to be very exciting. So yeah, so for those of you who do want who do want to uh, tune in to that final go potentially final go or no go call on uh, next Wednesday, that will be uh, live streamed. So it's going to be recorded and live streamed uh, so people can tune in if they want to see the action go down in real time. Um, for those of you curious about the daily Go or No Go videos at this point, uh, they are being recorded but they're not being uh, published because there's not really too much interesting going on there. Um, the, the people who want, to know, who want to know more you know, can watch the last week's uh, Antelope Coalition video and get... Uh, Good amount of information, good interesting information on that topic. Hey, Daniel here. <clears throat> so yeah, we hey. just had our 32nd, I believe, straight week of, of weekly uh, leap upgrade calls. Uh, it is recorded, today's call. 
I do plan on posting the video. It's just today, Mike, I've been back to back doing all kinds of stuff. So I haven't had a chance to post the summary for today's call yet. Uh, but I will be posting the link to the video. Uh, I'll be doing the same thing. You know, we're, uh, we're doing this every day now between now and the, the big upgrade, uh, Monday to Friday. So we'll have another one tomorrow and, and on Friday. And then next week we're back. Um, and I'll be doing the same thing. I'll summarize what, what came out. So if you're following along on the GitHub, everything is, is being tracked there. Uh, and, um, We'll, you'll at least be able to see the Zoom recording, whether or uh, if, even if we don't end up editing it into a fancy YouTube video like we have been for all the other ones. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for EOS Independence Day. Uh, we've been, like I said, 32 weeks straight now getting ready for it. And uh, I, I already talked a little bit about it last week, so I won't go on too long. Just to, I'll reiterate my shout out to all the, all the community who's participating. Uh, this is a huge coordination effort across the entire ecosystem. Uh, we've got people participating, like block producers, DAP developers. You've got the EOS support team involved. We've got so many people involved in this, the ENF and their devs. Um, so it's it's uh, an amazing opportunity to collaborate with a great community. And I can't wait till uh, on September 21st, we can signal that independence for the first time. And thank you for that round of applause. <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining us uh, on the Fireside, Daniel, giving uh, some more updates. Uh, could you share the link to that GitHub um, repo where all of this is tracked for people who may want I can to indeed. Just give me a sec to dig it up here. Yeah, no problem. That's going to be in the voice chat on Discord. Um, if you're out there on Facebook or YouTube, Make the effort, join join the Discord server, join us uh, for these calls, and you'll be able to click on all these links instead of just seeing previews of them. Chase, oh, that's coming she's... from Challenge Deck. Uh, so one, you know, with us, with our application, we get so caught up with just our day-to-day activities that a lot of times we, you know, we know that there's been up, upgrades in the past, and, you know, we follow along a little bit, but, you know, sometimes we miss a lot of details. But with this upcoming update, I think you mentioned earlier that this is going to be code, or this is going to be code that the community owns. Like we're we're updating it because it's going to be we're going to own it as as a community now. What what does that mean exactly? Could you talk a little bit about about what that means? So previously, so this is going to be the second time we're doing a consensus upgrade. The first one being the one point eight upgrade. and what's different about a consensus upgrade is that there's new features that are not backwards compatible, so everyone needs to coordinate together. Uh, there's been many updates to the software over time. Previously, they've all been coded by block one. So um, you know, previously, any upgrade that we, we did on the EOS network, we would take block one's code right from the block one GitHub repo, and that's what we would upgrade the EOS network to. Um, block one has stopped supporting that they've, they've actually closed and I think archived their EOSIO, uh, organization or repo. Um, the latest version that they had released had a whole bunch of features that nobody in the EOS community cared about. It was, they were built for bullish. Um, so it was moving in a direction out, out, not in the best interest of the EOS network. 
Um, so that's that was part of what kind of signaled this. Hey guys, it's time to have our own version of this software. So we forked Block One's software, going back uh, to 2.0, the 2.0 version of their software, and the EOS Network Foundation developers, and as well as collaborators from outside. There have been a number of contributors to the new, the latest version of um, of the the new Antelope software, including. Dan's team and and OCI and then there's a there's a whole bunch of people involved in this, um, but it's now completely community, kind of the the priorities are set by the coalition, and um, the code is in our own now it's in the Antelope GitHub repo, uh, and going forward everything is going to become built you know in that own in that own repo so it's we forked the block one code and then now we're going into a fork on chain with this consensus upgrade. Okay, awesome. We're just making everything official with you know our own repo. Yes, our own repo and our own code. You know, so again, all the all the new features that are being built were not built by Block One. They were built by the community group of developers, which again includes not just the ENF. A lot of it is the ENF, but you know, contributors throughout the ecosystem. Uh, and it's great. We're, one of the things we're seeing is so when Block One was kind of in charge of the code. We were seeing, especially again, more and more towards the the end, there were all kinds of issues that operators and DAP developers in the EOS ecosystem were opening issues and asking, hey, Block One, there's this thing I really want you guys to fix. Uh, And they were just getting ignored because they didn't have any benefit to bullish. Um, And now what we're seeing in in the latest version, and and I'm already looking at what's coming next for the next version of, of Antelope, and a lot of it is addressing the pain for the operators who have been begging for, hey, I really need this feature to make my life on EOS easier. Um, now, because we have, you know, the interest of the community aligned that, you know, the, the people building the software are building it for this community. Uh, we're actually getting features that matter, that, that are actually useful. Um, so it's a huge shift. And, and as a result, over time, we should see the lives of operators get easier and easier on EOS. Yeah, and um, to to elaborate on this, like hi, Martin, uh, to what Daniel just said, it goes back to one of the first initiatives from the ENF, which were the blue papers, which was basically like, okay, what's the status right now of the network and what are the most important things that need to be developed? Where are the pain points? And then from there on, develop some kind of like, you know, the blue papers. And then the community had actually like the time to read them and give feedback and it was open to everyone. And then the code was developed based on these kind of findings and the, the whole process is very transparent which is to me like the major difference to everything that block one before did because like this code development we not just own it we kind of also can the whole community can influence it based on like on the feedback to the blue papers or uh, anything um commenting under the, the youtube videos of the coalition calls or the antelope calls it's everything out in the open and uh, it's a way more communicative and integrative approach. Yeah, well said, Martin. Do we have anyone on the call that uh, worked on some of these features? Uh, I do see a couple names here. I don't want to call out anyone. But um, yeah, I would love to hear how it is for people working on these codes for the EOS network, uh, You know how, what they think about all this work.
All right. Well, uh, okay, cool. We'll get, we'll keep going in a slightly related topic. Um, Inter-blockchain communication has come up a couple times uh, recently. Specifically, Eve tweeted out, when was this? Two days ago. I'm going to share that in the voice chat. Talking about, uh, well, here, what he writes is, uh, IBC will be live shortly after the September 21 uh, consensus upgrade. Um, so that's one of the other features that is coming with this new code that we're releasing, right? Um, so at launch, it will be inter-blockchain communications between Antelope IO chains. But the latest alpha is that IBC between Antelope chains and the Cosmos ecosystem is also possible. And Lee ends it with, with IBC, we're just getting started. So I, you know, I immediately, and then he shares this, uh, you know, this short telegram message saying, let's make IBC happen uh, from Jack Zampolin, which is not a name I recognize. I doubt it's a name you guys recognize. Uh, but from what I've heard, he's actually one of the, the bigger, uh, you know, the, one of the bigger devs in the uh, Cosmos ecosystem. So if you want someone championing a cause like this, that's the guy you want. Uh, so pretty exciting. Um, I don't know. There's not, I don't think there's much more to be said at this point. I don't think uh, there's much more known. Obviously, it's not something that's going to happen very quickly, but it's very cool to see that this is possible. And, you know, I instantly saw in my head, you know, a link between two webs of crypto networks that are already kind of communicating and talking to each other and then connecting those two together um, really multiplying, you know, the network effect and the possible connections made between these different networks. So very, um, yeah, very exciting. Tian here in the chat says, waiting for news about the collaboration with Cosmos. Yes, I think we all are. We got a little teaser from Eve earlier this week. Um, but I'm sure we'll learn more about it in the, uh, the coming weeks and months. So that was pretty cool. guys are interested in learning more about Antelope IBC, there's a few Telegram chats you can join. You can join uh, Antelope IO or Antelope IBC and, and join the community there talking about uh, the progress on Antelope and IBC. Uh, another piece of content that was released this week is a video with the uh, some of the Telos community, uh, Telos Tech Talk episode, which I will, of course, share in the stream chat here, talking about faster finality and inter-blockchain communication. So we've got uh, Guillaume from the UX Network, very, very highly knowledgeable person that's been working on this tech a lot, uh, and he shares a lot of very fascinating and tech-oriented information, I'm sure. CEC calling out the Ethereum merge. I mean, I think, I think everyone in the crypto community should be cheering so that it goes well. We don't, we don't need horrible catastrophes. We don't need more horrible catastrophes in the crypto network this year. I think we've had enough. Yeah. Amadine, I'm going to have to server mute you. I doubt that was on purpose. 
Um, all right. If you have any thoughts or questions about IBC or the coming upgrade, uh, now's the time to get them in there. I guess another related topic would be um, the announcement of the OCI and ENF long-term partnership. So the OCI is a company that supplies developers for various other companies. And uh, Block One had a close relationship with OCI. A lot of their, those devs at OCI are the ones that built uh, the EOSIO blockchain back when Block One was building it. Um, seems like at this point, those devs are now going to be building for the Antelope ecosystem. And of course, uh, focusing, like Dan said earlier here, focusing on the EOS priorities instead of other priorities that B1 uh, clearly had uh, in the past. So that's pretty exciting. Basically, um, the ENF signed a long-term contract with OCI in order you know, to collaborate on making EOS the most performant and easy to use blockchain in the world. Um, I know Matthew on our team, uh, I don't know if he's online right now. I know Matthew's very busy these days, as he always is. Uh, but he mentioned recently that some of the upgrades and some of the fixes that are coming up in these upcoming versions of Antelope are fixing a lot of the issues that he has complained about over the last few years. So Matthew, uh, like Dan mentioned here, he's one of the pe people that have put up a lot of pull requests and issues uh, on the code of stuff that uh, was not working. Uh, Matthew is our infrastructure guy, so he deals with running our nodes, running our infrastructure, running our bare metal servers in our various data centers, etc. So he's very intimately uh, well acquainted with a lot of um, some of the issues with running these uh, these Antelope blockchains, and apparently a lot of what he's been requesting is finally being uh, incorporated in these upcoming releases. And he mentioned uh, recently there that he was very excited about that. And I'm always excited to hear Matthew being excited about new upgrades. Um. Yeah, let me find the uh, the blog article uh, for you guys, for those who want to uh, learn more about this partnership with OCI. Sebastian in the chat asks, what is known about the Trust Swap launch? Um, I'm not sure exactly what the latest is on that. I don't think Esteban is here with us today, unfortunately. But maybe you can ping him, uh, Sebastian, and he'll join us. He'll jump on air with us here, give us some up an update. In the meantime, here's the OCI link that I was talking about. Multi-million dollar deal to accelerate innovation on EOS. And yeah, innovation and development on EOS, um, core software is definitely... Uh, spiking up and gaining a lot of momentum in the last few months. That's great to see. All right, let's check out the chat, maybe. Um, 
got over 70 people in the in the voice chat. That's awesome. Thanks for joining everyone. We've got a lot of the usual suspects here in the chat. We've got Drew Block, Tony, Mel from EOS London. Thanks for being here, guys. Brandon Lovejoy. Lovejoy coming in here with an R. Our own code and our own destiny. That's right. Let's go. Yas Independence Day. And and, and Yas Independence Day, I feel like, is a great... It's got some great meme power and it draws the attention and it, it gets people to ask questions and it gets people to learn more about, uh, you know, the history of Yas and why, why we're naming this our Independence Day. Mel is asking about updates on the Gar Garter Security and Risk Management Summit. Um, I think that's one of the events Rhett from last week was talking about. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see him in the chat here. I know he's going to be very busy. So I don't have any updates for you, Mel, but if anyone else does, I'd love to hear from, from you. other topics of the week um is daniel still with us yes daniel keys do you is do you have some some pomelo updates maybe for us this week i i can drop a little bit of alpha here for you guys I, we're we're still haven't released the analysis report for season three but we just putting the finishing touches on it the analysis is complete uh, i won't share any details specific details until uh, we we release it any day now. All, really, all that's left is is uh, translation and, and you know dotting some I's and crossing some T's. But one thing that I will share is kind of the the juicy headline. Um, there was one hundred and fifty five thousand dollars that we are reallocating from bad actors to the grants that played fair. So we went. Quite yeah, quite a bit. Um, it's about if you if you remember the the matching pool is like three hundred and fifty some some odd thousand. So about a third of the matching pool. Um, that's now you know if you are a grant that played fair, you can expect a boost in the matching allocation that that you saw at the end of of the in the estimated match in the UI. Um, and those who did not. The ones that we we caught, um, you you might expect either disqualifications. There's some bans coming, and uh, some just some collapses and 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 reallocation, just like we saw in previous seasons. So yeah, lots lots. Uh, I'm excited to share that report when it's out. Uh, like I said, any day now. Stay tuned, and uh, as soon as that analysis report is out, those who qualify are going to immediately be able to claim their matching allocation. Great. All right. Thanks for that update, uh, Daniel. I've got tons of questions I would like to ask you, but um, we'll just I'll just wait for the report to come out. Um, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll we'll learn all about a lot more about what happened and, and you know, a, a list of the actions taken. So looking forward to reading that. Yeah, look forward to share it and happy to chat about it. 
Yeah, and congratulations to everyone um, in the community helping helping out protecting Pumelo from civil attacks. Yeah, we saw a lot of participation from the community in kind of keeping an eye out on that. So yeah, we really do appreciate that. Um, you know, we we had some lots of reports coming in that were were um, valuable to the team. Uh, we saw a, a lot of the things that we saw people reporting were matching what we were our own team was seeing in our analysis. So it's nice to kind of have that second confirmation of the patterns that we're noticing, um, and uh, and you know even bringing to attention some things to to look at. And another uh, cool thing about this whole thing, so we spent you know quite a bit of time doing this analysis. We discovered some new patterns that we hadn't in previous seasons. Um, all things that we were analyzing manually you know we, we've got uh, yarrow on, on our team kind of going through transaction by trans or donation by donation looking for patterns we got a, lots of tools to help that um but some of these patterns are brand new and now that we've identified these patterns next season we're gonna you know automate the identification of them so it, it will speed up the process of of the analysis period and make sure we catch everything um it'll you know we'll, we'll catch more because it's it's all automated All right, good stuff. Looking forward to that report. And then looking forward to season four of Pomelo. Uh, so season four hasn't been announced yet, but it is definitely coming. So you can you can expect more news about that um, yeah, in the coming weeks and months. I'm going to need some help from you guys if we want to make it two hours this week. We might not make it. I know I say this often, but we're coming to the end here of the topics that I had uh, noted down. And then we'll go to the community open mic section of the show where we invite you guys to jump on, say hi, ask a question, share an update, all that good stuff. Hey, Steph, uh, I could do an update on the hackathon if you haven't done that yet. I just joined a call now. so That was my next topic. I just had it highlighted. So great timing, Chris. Welcome to the show. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so let's see. I can give some updates. Uh, I did miss last week, uh, and I haven't listened to the replay, so this might be duplicative of previous updates, but I'll just go over it uh, high level. So the event is kicking off this Monday, so September 19th. It, it kicks off. We're going to have an, an opening ceremony. So at 1400 UTC, we're going to do like an opening live ceremony event and we'll go over all of a lot of what you're going to hear right now, but um, hopefully we can get a lot of people to participate in the live event. Um, we'll do an introduction. We'll review the timeline, which I'll give you right now. Now as well, uh, we'll have uh, an update, uh, sort of an intro from the trust EVM team. We'll uh, go over the idea thon and just walk through some of the bits there, kind of talk about how to submit. And then we've also got a keynote speech coming uh, from uh, Nathan James from the ENF. So it should be a good opening ceremony. So that's this coming Monday. Then on Friday, this coming Friday, September 23rd, 1600 UTC, we've got the Design Thinking Workshop from Ben, ben Sigmund. And he's going to go over some uh, some things to consider when coming up with great ideas. So Design Thinking Workshop this Friday, September 23rd, 1600 UTC. Then next week, Wednesday, September 28th at 1500 UTC, we've got Helios' own Gabriel Shaw doing a pitch deck creation workshop. So as part of the Ideathon, 
what you need to submit is a pitch deck. So this is uh, in terms of the barrier to entry, you're creating a deck for your idea. So this is a, a skill that a lot of folks should learn anyway in, in our space. How do you create a good pitch? And so he's going to be going over that. At, and these are live. So keep in mind, any of these uh, workshops are all live events. So we want people to show up. It'll be all through the Helios uh, YouTube channel. So people can participate, ask questions live as we're going through slides and make it an interactive event. On the week of October 3rd, the date is not yet confirmed, nor is the presenter quite yet confirmed, but it'll be an antelope slash EOSIO introduction workshop. So as you're coming up with your ideas, they actually need to be somewhat feasible. So, uh, and, you know, because we're not all developers, uh, many of us are not developers, and the idea is this is a, a low barrier to entry, just an idea a thon piece. Um, that uh, uh, whoever, it'd be someone from the ENF or suggested from the ENF, will do a workshop on just what to consider with your idea and how can you use a blockchain? How should you, you how should, shouldn't you use a blockchain? Because, you know, you don't want to put all sorts of data on a blockchain. RAM is expensive. There's things to consider. So that'll be that workshop. Then week of October 10th, we've got uh, Darren Swords of the UX team, part of the coalition and uh, he's going to be doing a tokenomics gamification workshop. And uh, the exact date, not determined yet, but it'll be week of October 10th. Then we've got Friday, October 21st. Again, Helios' own Christopher Waxa will be doing a community development and marketing workshop. So that's just, uh, again, part of the idea-thon. Part of your pitch can be how would you build a community around your idea? How would you get uh, user onboarding and make it a success? And then finally, so, and then everything's due. So the, the submissions are due for both the Trust EVM and for the Ideathon. Those are all due October 31st. And then after that, there'll be a two-week kind of pause as we go through an internal judging process. And on Monday, November 14th, put that on your calendars, there's going to be a live event starting at 1300 UTC. And that basically will be, uh, it'd be pretty cool. It's going to be like a shark's tank um, type of thing where we'll have the top 15 entrants to the Ideathon, that's three per category, are going to pitch live to a live set of judges. And so it'll be a little nervous, a little nerve wracking, but <clears throat> a good opportunity. And that'll be a live event. Hopefully a lot of people come and engage and watch this live pitch. And, uh, and then from there, uh, the judges will be ranking first to third for each of the five categories. Also, during that event, we'll have a demo. So the Trust EVM, they'll do more of a traditional judging for their submissions, and they'll do a demo. So the, I think the top three, because there's three first prizes from the Trust EVM team, those uh, winners will do a demo. Uh, so they'll spend time demoing their project and, and what they won with. And, and then we'll do a, finding, uh, a final closing keynote speech. So that'll be a little longer event, probably a couple hours. Uh, and of course, again, all it'll be all up on YouTube. So if you can't make it, no problem. But ideally, we get lots of, uh, lots of engagement there. That's the timeline. Um, in terms of, I don't think in the judging criteria, if that wasn't covered, I just wanted to go over that so people get a little heads up. For the Trust EVM, you're going to be judged on three different categories. Technological implementation. So how well does the game, because this is GameFi tracks, it's all about GameFi. How well does the game leverage the Trust EVM? How well does it function? Then there's impact. How innovative is the project? Does it break the current rules of the GameFi sphere? And then lastly, there's design. How well is the project design and UX thought out? So that's for the Trust EVM, three categories. Then for the Ideathon, we've got four categories. First is creativity. How unique is the idea? Is this something we've seen before or a cutting edge idea pushing the limits of what is possible on a blockchain? Then there's impact. Is this the missing killer blockchain application? Can it lead to mass adoption? How innovative is the project? Does it expand beyond the current norms of the particular category it was entered into? Then there's viability, and this is where that 
antelope EOSIO workshop will be important. How feasible is it really to actually produce and actualize this project? Can it be realistically deployed onto antelope EOSIO blockchain? Is the project achievable with a reasonable budget and timeline? And lastly, is just the presentation. So how well is the project presented? Does the team inspire confidence that they can actually deliver if empowered to execute? Uh, and that's the part just because when you deliver for the uh, both projects, in fact, you'll do a, a pitch deck, but then you also record a video of someone on your team. Could be just an individual person. Doesn't need to be a full team. You can be an individual uh, submitter, but you'll actually kind of run through your deck. You can just do a basic Zoom recording. You can do something fancier, but it's basically a five to seven minute um, delivery video that the judges in the pre-judging would review. And that is basically it in a nutshell in terms of what to expect. So again, this Monday coming up, 1400 UTC, I uh, hope to see lots of people, uh, lots of folks participating and just listening in live to the, uh, to the uh, delivery and the uh, kind of the opening ceremony. Fantastic. Yeah, that's shaping up to be a really, really good event. Looking forward to seeing some of the footage from that. Thanks yes, sir. Well, you're going to be one of the submissions, right? You got an idea, I'm sure, Steph? <laughs> I've got plenty of ideas. Um, I'm not sure if I'll have a, a submission ready on time. Um, but maybe, maybe. Yeah, so six, six weeks, right? So keep in mind, this thing kicks off on the 19th and things aren't due until the 31st. So there's a lot of time to uh, just create a deck and then read the deck on a video recording, write a little summary of the idea. And that's all you need to have for the ideathon. It's uh, it's hopefully pretty simple. And in terms of like, what do we do in a deck? There's a template. Gabriel's going to run through how to do that. There's like some categories that will be provided as like, you know, do it. Do a page on the general overview, how the tokenomics might work, what's the marketing strategy, all those bits will be broken out. Uh, so it should be pretty easy for folks to uh, hopefully participate. Yeah, that's great. Really great. Looking forward Looking forward to seeing it all come, uh, come into play. All right. Still rocking at almost 80 people in the fireside live on Discord. That's awesome. I'm gonna give everyone a round of applause. Really cool to see these numbers. Cricket CAC forgot to mute my uh, my mic, but not my soundboard. So you, you see, so you guys hear my crickets. It's gonna be cold soon. Don't go away. Sounds like the crickets are chirping in rhythm with the music, though. So that's cool. <laughs> nice. All right, Sebastian. Thanks for the update there. Um, I guess. I can drop a bit of alpha. It's nothing too, nothing too crazy. Uh, but um, you know, me and the Gems team have been trying to come up with some community events for the for for here the EOS community and the Discord server. You know, this fireside event obviously is a big success. People uh, people seem to really like it. We get lots of great information shared in here, uh, and really you know allows the community to come together. Um, 
and share, you know, share this moment every week, which is great. And we'd like to do more events like that for the community. We had tried doing a gaming event on Fridays uh, a few months back, uh, but it never really picked up and it was kind of awkward to set up the game and stuff. Um, but one game that was actually pretty fun was when we played some poker one of the, one of the Fridays. Uh, so I'm going to be bringing that back and I'm going to be hosting a poker tournament for the EOS community. Um, so, so the way I've, I've set up this event is, um, you know, supposed to be a casual fun event. Uh, there's no buy-in. You don't need to pay anything to join in this poker community. So we really encourage you guys to join. It's going to be next Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. So uh, should be a good time for West Coast in America, East Coast in America, and Europe as well. And um, the Dot Gems team is putting up a small prize pool of 500 EOS. Uh, however, participants can't actually win this money. What we're going to be doing is we're going to allow participants to decide which Pomelo grants we're actually going to donate this. Um, so Pomelo, of course, is one of the leading, you know, regular community events in the EOS community. So I figured we tie in some some Pomelo promotion in there as well. Um, so, so, so those who finish very high in the tournament will be able to allocate some of this prize pool uh, to donate to their favorite grants. And we're also going to be awarding NFT prizes to everyone who participates. So, of course, uh, pop tokens for everyone who shows up. We'll be handing out spicy rares as well, uh, some party crackers. We're going to be handing out some Pomelo astronaut tokens uh, to our final tableists and uh, just a variety of, you know, fun NFT prizes for people uh, who show up. So what I'm hoping, uh, you know, I'll be hosting the event. I'll be kind of doing some commentary on the feature table, if you will. We're going to be hosting this on Discord. So if you want to join, uh, you know, hang out with the community, sh shoot the shit, trash talk your fellow po poker players at the table, you know, you can join the vo voice chat. Uh, or you can just simply sign up uh, and, and play the play the tournament on your phone or where, wherever you want to play your tournament on the Sunday. Uh, so we'll be publishing an article in the next few days, kind of sharing the details. Uh, you will need to sign up in advance to get that invite code. Uh, but yeah, so it should be fun. Hopefully uh, we get a good little turnout for this poker uh, tournament. And then if it's, uh, if it's a success, if people enjoy it, then it's something that we may consider doing uh, regularly. So we're kind of doing this as a end of season party for season three of uh, Pomelo. So hopefully, uh, hopefully I see a lot of you guys um, out there next Sunday. So that's going to be again, Sunday, the 25th of September at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. The platform used is Poker Now. Um, so I've seen, so I've used it before actually with the EOS community. A lot of the guys from Ryder used to be hosting these, these uh, little sit and go tournaments it was really fun. Um, and so Poker Now now offers multi-table tournaments and you can restrict entry with uh, codes, etc. So uh, what's great about this is that anyone can create an account. You don't need to sign up with anything. It's, it's not a platform. You can't bet real money on this. So there's no legal restrictions of that type. Uh, so yeah, so it should be pretty easy and straightforward. And uh, all the details are going to be published in our article soon. So there you go. The poker event is Sunday, 25th of September at 2 p.m. Eastern.
right, yeah, so that kind of covers um, most of the topics. Oh, there was also the Trust EVM GameFi Hackathon demo day today. That happened. Yeah. So I don't know if exactly. anyone <laughs> participated or, uh, or at least uh, watched some of the presentations, but if you did, love to hear about it. I, I actually, when, when, when you mentioned, when you started with the hackathon and Chris came in, I thought like, I kind of totally missed my, my segue there. I was hypnotized by the crickets in the background, I guess. So, um, I, like, I joined a good part of the demo day for the, the Trusty BM GameFi hackathon. Uh, it was pretty, like, there were a lot of grants, uh, promo, uh, pitching. Um, I'm not sure I saw, like, Eve popping in there. I saw Yana in there. Yevin was also in there. A couple of people joined. Um, I had, um, a couple of favorites I can shortly, uh, uh, talk about. There was, uh, End of Space, which is like a, a space crafting, uh, spaceship minting game. And then you can play with your self-minted spaceships. That's, this I found pretty cool. I mean, um, then there was, um, Motodex, which, which was a little like, uh, uh, runner game, uh, for cute little motorbikes. You could, you could, all day have some play to earn mechanics. I really like the design there, but one of the most, my, I mean, advanced concepts that I saw today was Moverse and Moverse are pretty much, pretty much doing something similar like Steppen, but where Steppen is more about, um, about jogging and having shoes there, they are going further. And like basically for any cardio activity, you can earn points and, and upgrades and, and mystery boxes and all these kind of things. But they also introduced some some additional thing to the to the kind of fitness fine. They they had like a component to their app which was which they named uh, social fine. And their their idea was like by by working out so well, you get so confident that you that you're more energetic to reach out to people, get to know more people, and build a network there. So they kind of com combined like working out and earning fitness points with a social network, and um, you know chatting about what the progress that people are doing and i think that it was kind of cool uh they also had like a DAO built-in plant and uh, parts of what everybody earns by working out goes like a portion goes always to a charity so it was a lot in this in this concept already i think like for a hackathon they were already like really well developed and a lot of the the, the teams that came to this hackathon there they were like at least all had an mvp and you could see that they're all like working for a while already on these concepts. So uh, I guess we can expect a lot from these, from these projects coming out. I think it was a total of, I mean, the whole event went, I think three hours or something. And, um, yeah, pretty international as well. Um, there were, I think teams from all over the globe. Um, yeah, I don't know when the next, uh, if there will be, uh, when the second round starts, but the winners of round one will be going, will be announced on 22nd. Uh, so September 22nd, one day after EOS Independence Day. Anybody else had some favorite uh, dApps pitching there? That was a great uh, recap, Marty. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> My pleasure. Sound effects are real. You can never tell. Those are obviously sound effects. Come on. <laughs>
So I see we got a few people excited for the poker tournament. Love to see it. Over 80 people in the chat. That's what's up, guys. Are we gonna wrap it up in an hour? We're gonna break our streak of two hour shows for almost a year straight. I think everybody's making preparations for next week's Independence Day celebration. Coming up with party plans. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> We're hoping to see uh, see some live celebrations uh, from you guys at the W3 Vision event. Hopefully we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's going to be the same day that uh, we have a fireside chat going on here. Mm -hmm. And it's also the first day where we're going to meet a lot of people at the W3 Vision con Conference in Cologne. I'm going to meet Denis for the first time and a couple of other people from our EOS Nation team are going to be there. I'm going to meet Rat again from Zaisan and his team. Uh, maybe Sudeep is there. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, I mean, pretty much the fireside chat here in Germany is uh, starts at at 9 p.m. So I think we will be able to give you like a nice wrap of the first day there. And uh, hopefully by then the, lo the, the upgrade has already happened and everything went super smooth. So it's going to be a fun fireside show with a lot of people live in the same room. Joining the fireside chat is going to be pretty meta, I would say. That sounds, uh, that sounds chaotic. I love it. Looking forward to it. Hey, Steph, this is Tony from uh, Gray Mass Support. Um, real quick, if, I, if, if, we're, if we got time, then uh, I just want to put out there, you know, usual stuff. If you have problems with Anchor, come, come visit us. But uh, if you email us about an issue or submit a ticket, please put in some details. Um, we get a lot of emails from folks. I want to say about 30% of emails that are just blank. So um, if y'all have a problem with Anchor, something comes up, you need some help, please, 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 more details. Obviously, we understand that you, know, you don't want to give out too many details, too sensitive information. We'll never ask for important information, but tell us what your problem is. Give us uh, some details as far as what's happening. And uh, that will go a long, long way uh, toward helping you out quicker. Um, just the more information we start with, the more we got to help you with, the faster we can get you turned around and back on your way. So just a plea to the public, uh, if you're going to submit a, a, an issue or you're going to email us uh, for some support, the more details, the merrier. It would always be a huge, huge help. Awesome. Yeah. And we always have time uh, for Gray Mass and Anchor updates. Of course. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining, Tony. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have more, but that's <laughs> that's, no, that's my that's my corner. So that's great. That's great. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. 
You guys are not gonna force me to finish my drink on my own now, are you? I've got still at least one hour's worth of drink here. Hi, hi everyone. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, a cool little tidbit uh, on our end, a challenge deck. It was, uh, we got our, the challenge deck logo, which is an EOS-based application and a Telos-based application. Uh, we got it on ESPN yesterday. So it was on ESPN for a little bit because we have a little sponsorship with a little MMA, uh, local MMA uh, organization. And then they were using clips on, uh, on ESPN for Dana White's Contender Series. So uh, that should help with exposure. Yeah, well, that's great. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that, uh, that little success story. Love to hear it. Can, do you have a, a picture of, uh, of the show, a screenshot or something? Yeah, yeah, I can drop, drop it into the, uh, the stream. Definitely drop that in the voice yeah. chat. Perfect match also. Like for challenge tech sponsoring MMA fighters. I love it. Challenging. What'd you guys think of my uh, my new intro at the top of the show? Was it good? Should I just scrap it and keep freestyling? Oh, I love the energy. I was like just joining the call and like I was saying, whoa, what's happening with Steph today? It was like kickstarting into the fireside chat. I liked it. Right. I had the same thought. I joined, joined like just a little bit, not, you're maybe halfway through it, but I was like, oh, wow, this is new. I like it. Yeah, same thing. Hot, big energy. Good stuff. Inspired by, my, by Mr. Beast, of course. We need some high energy hooks to grab the attention from viewers that are maybe just scrolling through YouTube or something. So figured I'd write out a little script. I'll probably keep tweaking it. Um, but hopefully, you know, I'll give the, the price update and the ranking update every week. And hopefully we see good progress over the next few weeks and months. So that's, that's, the, that's the plan behind that anyways. Uh, I wasn't here right at the beginning. Did I miss something? Sure did. Oh, sure, you'll, you'll, you'll Can have I watch to, uh, the YouTube later? Yeah, exactly. Tune into the YouTube. Should be right at the start. I wrote out uh, a little intro, a little more high-energy structured intro for, uh, for the Fireside Chats. Intriguing. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, Nicolas here from USBs. Um, usually, it's uh, Jesse Jaffish who comes to the US Fireside Chat, but... So for now on, I'm going to come because he's really busy working uh, for the bees and find new clients, etc. So I just want to give you an update um, about what's going on. Uh, by the way, right now, uh, for now on, we should not call us uh, EOS bees. We should, uh, you should, you should call us simply the bees because we are now not only uh, doing swarm for EOS project, but also for like, for example, Telos and Hopefully later for Wax uh, blockchain. And for example, I just want to say that today we did our first swarm for Delos and it went well. And so, yeah, just give you an update. 
All right. Thanks for the update from the bees. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Just, uh, just seeing that uh, that picture, you got that. You guys are right on the the rim of the uh, the ring there. That's pretty dope. Very cool. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, maybe we'll put it out on Twitter or something. But we'll just take the clip because there was actually a couple different spaces it was it appeared on. Uh, so it's uh, we'll take like the video clip or, or whatever and share it so uh, everyone could see it. But yeah, we thought it was pretty cool. For sure, that is super cool. Congrats, guys. Great question from Sebastian here in the chat, asking, will Antelope be deployed by all chains of the coalition at the same time? Um, I can maybe. give some uh, insight into that. Great. Uh, so anybody, people already, BPs and, and node developers already have upgraded a lot of us. Uh, so EOS Nation, for example, we've already upgraded our nodes on EOS, on Talos, on Wax, on all the, all the chains that we're we're operating, um, but the the consensus upgrade is something in particular that has to be the, the highly coordinated, and the block producers need to sign a fifteen out of twenty one multi sig to activate it. Um, and as far as I know, EOS is going to be the first chain to activate. I'm not aware of any other chains that are uh, at the point of getting ready to activate that fork um but i know that the others are working towards that so you know i'm involved in helping to coordinate the upgrade on talos um but they're they're going to take a little bit more time um, watch how things go on eos uh, a lot of the same players who are involved in the eos ecosystem we're also going to be you know coordinating and sharing on what we learned through this experience on eos and, and applying it to the other networks that we're running on so uh I guess the short answer is no, not all at the same time, but it is all happening kind of at the same time. Like, like I said, many of the block producer and node operators have already upgraded on many of these changes, just the activation of the hard fork that will happen later. So the answer is yes and no, I guess. <laughs> More. That's right, Mel. We're the guinea pigs. We always have been. It's, it's very typical of the EOS network to lead the way with these with these upgrades. Um, I, so I not much has changed. Leader myself over guinea pigs. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, both work. <laughs> there you go.
Uh, I've been requested to share on the mic about the Eden Fractal. Hey, yeah. Welcome, Andrew. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so I, I participated in the Eden Fractal this morning, and um, actually, uh, and Nicolas also participated. We were in the same room, so um, that was fun. Uh, it's basically just a weekly meeting where everyone kind of rewards each other for our work within EOS. Uh, I usually am unable to attend, or not unable, but uh, usually I wake up after 6 a.m. and realize that I missed it, but I did not this morning. Uh, and uh, it's it's fun. I'd highly recommend anyone to come check it out. It's uh, I don't think you have to be an Eden member to join, so it's a, a fun, a fun little thing. Right on, and congrats on getting up early. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the life, the life of a West Coaster, I guess. Yeah. It's uh, it's my phone that did most of it. All six alarms. <laughs> Oops. Predictions from the crowd about the ETH merge coming up in like 10 hours or something, 12 hours. Is it going down smoothly? Is there going to be a bug? Is there going to be a POW chain that's going to fork off? I think there is going to be a proof of work chain. Personally, this is Andrew again. That's <laughs> uh, although there's there's already a proof of work chain, but I I think I've heard the miners are going to be starting their own proof of work chain. And the weird thing is, it's the same miner as started Ethereum Classic. So I don't know. To me, it kind of just seems like a little bit of a uh, oh free money. Check this out. But you know. They, free free money and also look at all this useless hard drive now, uh, hardware that I have that I'm looking for a use in. It's not useless. Every gamer in the world wants one, but <laughs> just been yeah. holding on to it. There hasn't been enough in the last few years for all the gamers, and now there's going to be too many for them. Anyone think this is a sell the news event? for Ethereum and maybe the entire crypto space? Or is the merge going to go down smoothly and then we're going to see increased confidence in crypto in general and a nice little uh, nice little rise in the market? That's what, uh, that's what I'm hoping for, personally. It's really hard for me to not speak up. I'm really enjoying you talking this entire call. <laughs> Please don't. No, I think the biggest difference is, I mean, it's the emission rate, really. So uh, the number of new tokens minted every day uh, in Ethereum will, will drop significantly because with the proof of work, you're basically uh, paying the miners and subsidizing their electricity costs, and then they need to turn a profit on top of that. So 
it's downward pressure. So just speculating the main difference will be in a power shift. So right now the kind of control over the proceeds of the Ethereum network is uh, entities that own large amounts of mining equipment, so infrastructure. And they spend electricity to basically mint new Ethereum. Whereas we're starting tomorrow, there will be a, a shift where the power of the network is in the people who own the most stake in the network uh, or, or the staking pools that have the most stake, like with liquid staking, like Lido. But um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting just to kind of see. I mean, it'll be hard to see because it's, it's a lot of different groups, but the largest mining entities well, don't necessarily have the most ethereum for example um I, I don't i'm sure there's some that do so they'll be fine in the proof of stake also but i, I think it'll be interesting because like just from a business standpoint that's why you th there's uh different entities talking about the pow ethereum or there's been a lot of hash power moving over to ethereum classic i think ethereum classic stands to gain the most out of all of this uh because they will maintain their proof of work as far as i could tell but it, it it's just different power dynamics of who's like earning uh, revenue from the network. It, it goes from the entities that own the, not necessarily even the most equipment, but that has access to the cheapest electricity as well as the mining equipment. It, it's shifting from those people to uh, the people who own the most stake in the network. So that that's where we'd see the most shift. I think as far as like confusion, I, I'm not sure why people still believe there's a scalability component to it. So there's not. The scalability improvements with the move to proof of stake are minimum. Uh, it'll still be 14 to 20 transactions per second as it always has. Uh, and the kind of scaling uh, roadmap is really pointed towards layer two still. So th there's no improvements of scalability. There is improvements in, I guess, environmental factors because of lack of electricity. But it's it's kind of like a whole different group will be in charge of the revenue source of the network now. And that's the token holders compared to uh, the miners. So it, it's just, I, I've been kind of waiting for, watching this, waiting for it for years, just because in, in my mind, I, I try to look at things from every perspective. And a, a lot of these mining companies, like, imagine if your whole business model was built around, like, hash power and cheap electricity and owning the these mining farms and all of a sudden your your cash cows kind of going away and you might still have debt on that mining equipment so you still have to kind of pay the loans to, to the on that equipment so it'll, it'll be interesting um but i i don't think it's going to be too crazy i think uh there there will be one ethereum main chain i think any fork We'll have a hard time establishing any kind of similar network effect to Ethereum, and I think ultimately the decision makers of like the the, the one chain, which is Ethereum, it, it's being decided by the stable coins and the exchanges. Uh, most exchanges at this point already closed uh, deposits and withdraws, so you can't even really uh, play any kind of speculative game there. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling, uh, but it, I'm kind of waiting to see the the narrative coming out of it, because the I, I like to pay attention to all the different crypto narratives, and the narrative for years has been ETH 2.0.
and and for like the last year at least i mean more than one year but it, it's definitely picked up momentum over the last year couple of months especially all, all all like signs pointing to the merge the merge is coming the merge is coming the merge is coming and in in, in crypto people are always looking uh for the next shiny thing the next narrative so after the merge i'm really curious to see what the next big narrative for ethereum is going to be like i'm curious to see if they're uh going to start talking about sharding again or or like what the next big thing is because this always happens whenever you build up so much anticipation for a major event that it almost always kind of results in disappointment so if if i'd be surprised if it's not i i guess a sell the news type of thing but at the same time like it's not like uh the current environment created some giant pump going into the merge like a lot of people had anticipated market conditions just across the board in both crypto and traditional finance aren't ideal right now. So that's my rant. Good rant, good rant. Yeah, I've uh, I read some commentary saying that, uh, you know, they were afraid that there's, there's not going to be much narrative juice left for Ethereum after the 2.0 merge. Like you say, what, you know, what's going to be the next narrative? Probably scalability stuff. Um, but it's definitely not as big and sexy as this. And so, you know, are we going to see a pullback from here? Maybe. Who knows? Well, the uh, the the next narrative could just be, like, if they're token pumps, that'll just be the narrative. Everyone will be happy. So it'll be interesting to see, because of the uh, the reduced emission rates, r- really the the thing that's going to change. So there's millions of dollars of daily selling pressure just to kind of maintain the security of Ethereum because like that electricity being burned has a cost. So that cost has to be paid in, in fiat typically. So you're, you're burning, you're, you're selling it. The miners have to sell Ethereum to maintain operations. Whereas now that's, that's really not going to be the case. So I, I think from a token economics standpoint, there, there could be uh, an improvement. But that still doesn't help with the next narrative. You still kind of need to have a narrative cycle. And I, I really don't know what it'll be. I want to hear what Denis has to say. Denis, Denis. I can't comment on those speculative uh, things. <laughs> but uh, but I think I mean, as for EOS, now we can speculate on. And I think EOS is really well positioned for... Uh, the next uh, year or even two years, uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on. Um, a lot of new protocol upgrades, a lot of new toys are coming out, a lot of bug fixes are happening on the system contract levels. Uh, the network is operating really smoothly. So I think I'm just pumped for EOS. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. even paying attention to, to the merge. I'm paying attention to the uh, to our upgrade and our, our uh, new EOS. So yeah, but. nice way to turn that around. And to, to add to that, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but with the move to proof of stake, I think one of the things that we're going to see is a lot of the um, governance and decentralization conversations that kind of, we've kind of gone through that cycle already now. Uh, and, and a lot of all that criticism was coming from Ethereum community. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle uh, the kind of, centralization issues with the liquid staking you have like smart contracts like lido 
carrying 39% of uh, the stake weight for, for the proof of stake governance. Like, that's a huge black eye. Like, how are they going to deal with that from a narrative standpoint? You have Lido and one major exchange, and you could push through any uh, changes of, of that network, basically. Yeah, it's it's actually probably the most interesting thing to watch in that space. Uh, ap- w- right now, after the merge, the narrative and everything is going to see them all of a sudden. Everyone, all of the Ethereum maxis now have to com- talk about chain governance, which is something that they haven't really had to deal with uh, under proof of work. So, how they spin that and how they explain how you know their proof of stake is better than everyone else's proof of stake when you look at the validators and it's all going to kind of look the same that's going to be pretty interesting to see well the other thing that'll be interesting is the the censorship stuff too so with um things like uh tornado cash getting put on like the terrorist list basically uh you'll you'll likely see big uh corporate like staking pools that uh, there's a risk of potentially uh, like censoring transactions because they won't touch those. So then uh, if, if that were to happen, uh, like just with the size of the mining pools, it's just another narrative. It's a, it's a negative narrative because it's just something that they'll have to get through and deal with. But I've seen different, I think Coinbase said that they would stop operating a staking pool if uh, rather than forcing themselves to censor. Because as a large publicly traded company, they need to kind of stay on the right side of the law. So they they would just shut off staking, like their, their staking operations rather than censor. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out too if, if um, regulation changes and kind of forces uh, those decisions to be made. But that, that's kind of bigger than just Ethereum at the same time. But Ethereum's just got to deal with it because they have a smart contract that's on a terrorist list now, basically. Yeah, the the double standard there with the Ethereum community is like threatening to slash, you know, Coinbase if they um, censor smart contracts. But at the same time, you have every mining pool running MEV bots, which by definition are censoring and rearranging transactions uh, to turn a profit. So, I mean, ultimately whoever is making a block has the full rights to do whatever they want to do with that block. You could just produce empty blocks if you wanted to. And that's perfectly legitimate for anyone to do if it's their right to produce the block, however they like. So yeah, the narrative around all this is getting really strange, honestly. But to turn it back around to what Denny said, everything's feeling really good here on the up and up. Lots of things on the roadmap. It's it's fun. <laughs> any uh, any nice tweets or favorite memes of the week? Uh, 
baby. <laughs> Yeah, Willow, we, we definitely had over 80 people on the call today. I think it's a new record. Um, final reminder, head on over to the Pop Pod chat, claim that Pop token. Nice, we got Sebastian sharing some crypto memes. Tsunami waves incoming, surfs up EOS. Let's go, let's get on there, ride that wave to glory. If you want to go ahead and move your mic, cutting in and out here. All right, server muted it is. All right, last call. Anyone want to jump on stage here? Say a little something, say hi, say hi or bye or whatever. Wrap it up in just a few minutes. All righty then. We're going to wrap it up here. So thanks for joining everyone. It was another great EOS Fireside Chat. Love hanging out with 80 of you every week. Uh, and we'll be doing it again next week on EOS Independence Day in exactly one week. Um, I'm expecting everything to go smoothly and so should be a pretty fun call. Um, so until then, hope you guys uh, and gals have a good, good evening, good day, good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are joining. Uh, from Discord, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever it is you're listening to us. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being part of the EOS community. And let's go EOS! Go EOS! Go EOS! Go EOS! Go EOS! Go EOS from London!